This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, Active Skin Repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own Active Skin Repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code SHAMELESS. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code SHAMELESS for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 59. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm excited to be here today. And I want to just give myself a little pat on the back because I'm recording a day earlier than I usually do. I've gotten in the horrible habit of waiting to the last minute of the week to record episodes for the upcoming week, which leads to stress and anxiety on my part. And it's actually like, I used to be the kind of person who did everything way in advance. So like if a teacher assigned some sort of homework assignment and said like, okay, you need to write this paper and it's due in like three weeks, I would go home and start working on it that day. And I would have it done in a week and a half. I lived my life like that through college. And then something happened in my twenties. And when I went back to school for personal training, I still did very well in school. I was still a high achiever, but I did everything at the last minute and just did what I needed to do. Like I made sure I did enough to get the A, but I didn't do it well in advance. And somehow I've continued at that rate, like not doing things way in advance unless I really have to, or in a lot of times I intend to do things way in advance, but it just doesn't happen. And I think that that happens with motherhood and chaos in your life is that you have the best intentions, but just things come up, things get in the way, and then we end up having to do things last minute. And so I'm excited today that I'm one day ahead of schedule because one day, hey, it's one day, right? So that means tomorrow in that time when I would normally be frantically trying to get up the episode, I can be doing something different. I'm sure it'll be something else that will be a frantic end of the week kind of a thing. But I'm proud of myself for doing one thing one day earlier than normal this week. So I'm really excited about our topic today, how to create your own miracle morning. 
You probably have heard me talk about Miracle Mornings before. I know I referenced it in my episode with Craig Ballantyne, one of my mentors, when he talked about his book, The Perfect Day Formula, because there's a lot of parallels between the Miracle Morning concept and the Perfect Day Formula concept. So The Miracle Morning actually is a book by Hal Elrod, and it's called The Miracle Morning, The Not-So-Obvious Secret Guaranteed to Transform Your Life Before 8 a.m. So I've heard tons of people talk about this book over the years, the last couple of years especially. And so I finally got the book. I got it, oh gosh, I want to say it was last winter I got the book. And it was a huge game changer for me. First of all, it's a fantastic story. He is a lifelong high achiever, but he was in a horrible, horrible accident. And at the time that he was in this accident, he was in a great place in his life. He was like performing at the very top of his job, outperforming everyone else at work and just doing really fantastic things. And then he got in this horrible car accident, was in a coma for, I think, six days, had a lot of rehab and recovery to like learn to walk again and just learn how to function again. And that led to some really trying times. And then he had some failure after that that led to depression, despair. And he went from being this super high performer to like barely being able to get off the couch. So he tells his story in the book, Miracle Morning. Of course, I'm going to have that linked up over the show notes. So if you want to check out the book, you can go over to shamelessmom.com and look up the show notes for episode 59. And you can see the link there for the book and any other references I mentioned today, including the link. I'll also link up to the Perfect Day Formula episode that I did because there's a lot of great tips in that that really complement the stuff we're going to talk about today. So I would highly recommend checking out that Shameless Mom Academy episode if you haven't already. So how Elrod wrote this book after being depressed, being in despair, having fallen into horrible debt and really lost a lot in his business. And he didn't know how to get out of this funk. And so he developed this concept called the miracle morning. And it literally started with getting up one day and going running. And he had been in this place of overwhelm and depression and not able to function. And he made a deal with himself one day, like, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to put on my shoes. I'm going to get out the door. And it doesn't matter how long I get out there. I'm just going to go and get myself off of the couch and get some fresh air and then see what happens. And so what happened is he did that. He took with him his iPod and he took an audio book by John Roan. And in that audio book, John Roan said the following, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. So that was a huge game changer for Hal and impacted the way he moved forward from that day on. So what happened from there is he developed this concept called Miracle Morning. And for him, it was the six components to every morning that anyone could do and that would just completely change the course of your day and ultimately change the course of your life. So this book, this is a super simple read, by the way, but it's so inspiring. And he talks about all sorts of roadblocks and mindset obstacles around it too, because you know the, one of the suggestions is like, get up an hour earlier than you normally would to do this. And of course, no one is going to like gleefully do that. He talks about not hitting snooze anymore because hitting snooze, the idea behind hitting snooze is like, you're saying like, no, I don't want to embrace my life yet. I'm trying to like push pause and not embrace the day. And so instead of hitting snooze, you should like immediately get out of bed so that you're like ready to take on the day. I'm not going to put it off. I am ready. I'm eager. I'm positive. And so he talks about obstacles with that because again, like for those of you who hit snooze a lot, that can be really challenging overcoming that obstacle. So he talks about mindsets around that and he talks about ways of overcoming that. So interesting. And I found this book to be like a riveting story about just how to overcome different mindset hurdles and also how to embrace new habits, which will have a huge impact on mindset. And I think that sometimes embracing new habits can sound 
scary or overwhelming or just kind of daunting. And sometimes they can feel kind of punitive. So like people who I know with my gym here in Seattle, when I say to suggest to people like, oh yeah, come to our classes at 6am. And they're like, oh my God, no. Like, why would I torture myself at 6am? This opposite side of that is like, oh my gosh, I could get up at 6am and have like crazy energy the whole rest of the day. I can multiply my energy for the day if I get up and work out at 6am. So there's two totally different, very conflicting schools of thought on that, where one person is like, no, that's like a horrible punishment to do that. And then the other person is like, oh my gosh, that's like the best way to start the day ever. And so you have to do some work to get yourself into that mindset of like, oh, instead of sleeping until 7am, I'm going to get up at six and go to this class and like totally change the course of my day. And I'm going to see that as a gift I can give myself instead of seeing that as this like punitive thing that I'm going to do to like punish myself for eating pizza last night, which is a totally different, obviously different direction and mindset. So with miracle mornings and moms, I'm going to go through and talk about how Hal sets up his six steps to a miracle morning. But then I'm going to also tell you how I've done a miracle morning and what I did after reading the book versus what I'm doing now. It's a little different and what I want to do as I enter into the next few weeks, because mine has had some evolution to it and some shifting definitely over the last few months. And then I want you to think about what a miracle morning could look like for you and really, really considering this concept of what does the rest of your day look like if you start out with some sort of miracle morning philosophy and some sort of miracle morning routine? I think that routine is so important and most of us have a lot of routines. It's kind of, for most families, it's like the only way you can function is having routines of one kind or another, You know, especially when it comes to like getting out the door in the morning, there's like 18 steps to do or more <laughs> to do that. And I know that I have always found like our nighttime routine, it makes me crazy because I always say to my husband, why does it have to be 87 steps? Like it's so many steps to get from like dinner to bedtime. And I feel like sometimes it's just this like slug through mud to get through these 87 steps that it feels like we have to do between dinner and bedtime. So I think we have these routines that are already built in, but I think that we can change some of our routines and have a better impact on our day by implementing new routines or improving the routines that we already have. And I think that doing that first thing in the morning is huge. It's a total, total game changer. And I know that I've said, I've had so many moms come to me when they've taken up 6am classes at my gym and say like, oh my gosh, this has totally changed my day. I thought this was going to ruin my life and it's done completely the opposite. So I know firsthand what that can feel like for people. I know firsthand for me, what my morning process and my morning routine does for my day. And I know what it's like when I don't have that. I recently had to totally reconfigure my morning routine because for a month I couldn't exercise. And if you listen to this podcast with any frequency, you'll know that I exercise five to six days a week, first thing in the morning. And so I couldn't exercise for a month around my IVF surgery and that totally changed my morning routine. And it's actually still kind of a mess. And I'm going to talk about that as we go through the episode today. So part of this episode was for me to have some accountability and getting back on track with my morning routine, having a little bit more structure to it because there's some pieces that are non-negotiable, but I'm not liking the flow of them so much right now. And I also know that there's some other pieces that can be so powerful and I have done them in the past and I want to reintegrate them. And so I'm going to share that with you as well. So Hal Elrod's concept of miracle morning includes six different components. And so what he says is that you get up and first thing in the morning, these are the first six things you do. And so his recommendation is that you do each of these things for 10 minutes, but that can also change. He also said you could do it in six minutes and just do each thing for one minute. So I'm going to talk to you about these six components, and then you could see like, could you do those each for 10 minutes or do you have that hour? You know, if your kids get up at five, I don't expect you to get up at 4am to do this. If your kids get up at 630, 
you totally could get up at 5.30 to do this. I know that sounds horrible and painful and grueling, but I'm telling you, it's such a game changer. But if that's too much, then maybe just start with like getting up 20 minutes earlier and doing each of these things for a few minutes and see what does that do? Because what you'll see is that when you start practicing some of these things, it will have such a great impact that you'll want to get up earlier to do them. You will want to add that time to your day because the benefit is so great. So it won't seem like, oh my gosh, I have to set my alarm so early. Instead, it's like, oh yes, I definitely want to get this done before the kids get up because that is like a privilege. It's a gift. I can do that. I can and really own my day and feel strong and capable. So there's three reasons that I think that you should have a miracle morning routine. I think all moms should have a miracle morning routine. The first one is that how you start your day impacts your entire day. So we've talked before about the concept of how you do anything is how you do everything. If you start your day, like from just racing out of bed, reacting to something that one of your kids did or reacting to a baby crying, that sets the tone for the day. So that idea of how you do anything is how you do everything. If the first thing you do first thing in the morning is just like rushing in response to something, to some sort of stimulus, that's probably how your whole day is going to go, where you're just like rushing from one thing to the other and responding in this reactive way. And so you're setting the tone totally differently than if you set the tone in a way of like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to conscientiously do these handful of things before the kids get up. And I'm going to feel like I am strong and capable and empowered for the day rather than just getting up and putting out fires from the get-go. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The second reason that you need to have a miracle morning routine is that you will accomplish a lot more and enjoy a lot more of your day if you start your day from a place of being proactive rather than being reactive. So Craig Ballantyne talked about this in his episode. Like I said, I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. But the the idea of being proactive versus reactive is huge. And when you start off your day being reactive, you're probably going to be reactive all day long. And I know that for me, it's like if the first thing I do is open email while I'm laying in bed, then I'm immediately thinking of like how I need to take care of someone else. And so that's how my whole day goes. I'm just like, I start off taking care of something in email. And then I get involved in taking care of something for my kid. And then it just snowballs from there. And it's just me taking care of other people all day long. Versus if I get up and I do something for myself first thing, then I set the tone of like, okay, I'm doing this for myself. And then I can also kind of lay out how the day is going to look so that it's a day that I've created for myself on my terms rather than responding to someone else's terms like my kids. So super, super important. The third reason you need to have your miracle morning routine is that that routine and the steps involved will create room and space and opportunity for growth in many areas of your life. And so what can happen when we're living in that reactive place is that we don't ever get to the place where we can actually make progress because we're just in like survival mode. We're just running from one thing to the next. And we're just, again, putting out fires as they happen. And we never get to the place where we're like, oh, okay, today I'm going to make progress on A, B, and C. We're just stuck in the same place of spinning our wheels and feeling stuck like we're not making progress in any area of our life. If we take the time to set up our day in a way that we create structure for ourselves from the get-go and we create some accountability that makes us feel capable and empowered for the day, then you will be able to create more space for yourself to grow throughout the day. So that might be the growth that happens within that miracle morning process, or it might be that you create just more opportunities for growth later in your day because you are starting your day from a proactive place where, you know, as you're doing a workout or as you're doing some journaling or as you're doing some reading, you're thinking of like, oh, these are the things I really want to accomplish to move forward in a certain area of my life today. If you start your day off with like a screaming baby and warming up bottles and letting the dog out and doing all these other things for other people, you never get to that place of thinking like, where am I going to move forward in my life today? Because you're just in that place of reacting to everything and taking care of other people and taking care of all the other needs of the household rather than setting the tone for what am I going to do to move myself forward in a certain area of my life today. So super, super important. So you can see how those three things there, those three things really will change your day. And that's what the necessity of the miracle morning. And that's the necessity of having that morning routine that's just for you. It's not a family miracle morning. Your family can certainly be involved. Your family can certainly do this, but there should be some independence about it where it's about 
about you and it's about you taking care of you so that your day can be about you, not just about other people. And your day can be like what you want it to be versus what other people need it to be for them, like your children or your spouse or your boss or your coworkers or whatever. So in the Miracle Morning book, and if you want to tackle this and bring this into your life more completely, I definitely want you to get the book and read through it because it does, Hal does such a great job of laying this all out. But I want to give you kind of a broad overview of what his recommendations are, because this is certainly a really good starting point. And I've tried all of these things. And I'm going to tell you exactly what happened when I tried them all, because some things went better than others. So Hal has six different steps to his miracle morning that he recommends for everyone. And he says, you should do each of these things for 10 minutes. So some of these things I cannot do for 10 minutes and some of them I can do for more than 10 minutes and I want to do them for more than 10 minutes. So I kind of rejiggered this to make it appropriate for me, my needs, where I'm at right now. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it. So I'm going to go through and tell you the six things and then I'll tell you how I reframed it for myself. So the first step is silence or meditation. That could be in the form of prayer. It could be in the form of like a gratitude practice. But the idea is just some sort of like quiet meditation time where you're not reading, you're not writing, you're just sitting quietly. When I did this, I did it with the Headspace app and I did like a 10 minute guided meditation. So that was really great. I set a timer for all of these steps, by the way, when I did them. So with the 10 minute timer or the 10 minute headspace app, it it has like a 10 minute option or a 15 minute option or 20 minute option for a meditation. So I would just choose a 10 minute meditation and do that. The second step would be 10 minutes of affirmations. So these are affirmations and this, I have to tell you, this was one of the hardest parts for me. These are affirmations that you're either reading or saying out loud that you are emotionally attached to. So if you are familiar with Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live, affirmations are Stuart Smalley sitting and watching himself in the mirror saying, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me. That's an affirmation. So Hal actually in his book has some good resources for affirmations. This was a challenge for me because it just felt kind of cheesy, but I also could see the power of it. And so I had a couple different things I would do for affirmations. Sometimes he had a website that he recommended where you could pull out an affirmation. So I would get a paragraph and I would read the paragraph out loud very quietly because I didn't want anyone in my house hearing me reading things because it felt a little cheesy, but I would pick a paragraph and I would read the same paragraph over and over for a set amount of time. So his recommendation was 10 minutes. I usually did three minutes because that felt very uncomfortable to me, but I did not skip it because you should not skip the things that you're not good at. You actually should probably do them for longer. You should practice them more. So I didn't skip it. I did three minutes of affirmations. And I tried to really emotionally connect to the words and like read the sentences. And sometimes first thing in the morning, like when you're not totally awake, it's easy to just like glaze over things. And I would try to like really let each sentence sink in as I was reading the affirmations. So that was helpful to me. And it also, if you've seen like the movie, The Secret, and you consider like the law of attraction, when you go through affirmations, it's like saying the same thing over and over again, you start believing it. You can't help but start believing it. You can't help but start to see those things in your life. So if one of your affirmations is something like, you know, I live a full abundant life and I have everything I want, you'll start noticing throughout your day, like all the things that are abundant in your life and how you have all the things that you want. And so there's a ton of power behind that, even though it might sound a little cheesy, it might be a little woo-woo for you. It's definitely a powerful thing. It's worth doing. Number three is visualization. So visualization was another hard one for me. And especially early in the morning when I'm tired, I kind of just want to go back to sleep when I'm trying to visualize things. But with visualization, you want to be visualizing what you really want long-term or 
You can also just be thinking about what you want for today, but visualizing exactly what you want, not thinking about like settling for like what today has to be because it's such a, you know, overbooked, crazy day, but really envisioning like, these are the things that are going to happen today. And this is how I'm going to feel when I, you know, accomplish that step at work, or this is how I'm going to feel when I get all these things done and I get to sit down with my family for dinner, or this is how I'm going to feel when I do this. And this is exactly how it's going to play out. You know, I know for me, like with Vinny having a hard time with school drop-offs, I would think about like, this is exactly what we're going to go through on our steps. On the way to school this morning, we're going to like pick a song to sing together. And then when we get to the gate, I'm going to hold his hand and I'm going to give him a kiss. And I would just visualize all those steps. I'm not saying it always went according to plan, but it was helpful for me to like envision what was that process going to be like. And then I could replicate that when the time actually came. So on a grander scale, visualization can be what do you want long-term in terms of, you know, maybe it's a vacation that you want to take later this year. Maybe it's a vacation you want to do like in the next five years. Maybe you want to go to Europe in the next five years. And so that's something that you visualize. You visualize yourself like booking those tickets, getting on Expedia, booking the ticket to Italy, looking on Airbnb at like places to stay in Paris or envisioning like sitting in a cafe in Paris with a glass of wine or being in Italy in Tuscany, like in some villa overlooking this gorgeous landscape, really envisioning those kinds of things. Because if you consistently think about those kinds of things and you envision yourself in those scenarios, you will ultimately put yourself in those scenarios in real life. So this is where like vision boards become really powerful. And actually after reading this book, I finally made my first vision board and it was so fun. I did it with a group of women at my gym as part of a new year's activity that we did. And I was the person who took the longest. I think we did like a two hour event and we had like a huge stack of magazines and markers and poster board and we did it. It was super fun. We had like music in the background. It was very casual people like chatting as they wanted to or being quiet. And, but it was really, really fun and really powerful. I put mine up on the wall. There's some things on there that have already happened. There's some things that are definitely going to happen in the next year or so. So it was really powerful for me, but I had like pictures of like a dream kitchen. Cause, oh my God, I want to remodel my kitchen so bad. And I have a picture of a beach landscape because I love the beach and I have like a tropical beach landscape. Then I also have like another beach landscape that's more like the Washington and Oregon coast where we go frequently. But just a reminder that that is like one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite places to go. And we do that a couple times a year. We go over to the coast. And then I have certain words that are meaningful to me. I have a couple other pictures of different things that are meaningful to me. Across the whole thing, I cut out all the letters for the word abundance. And then I scattered the letters throughout the whole thing. So the word abundance is like written in bigger letters above the whole or laid across the whole collage. So I did that and that gave me something visual to look at. So then when I did my visualization for my miracle morning, I could actually sit and look right at my vision board, which for me was a little more helpful than closing my eyes and trying to envision certain things. So you can use that visualization phase of the miracle morning in multiple different ways. You can do it with a vision board or not. But for me, I found that having something concrete to look at actually helped. And then for number four, the fourth step of the miracle morning is exercising. So this is where it's 10 minutes of exercise. And so it might be going out for a run for 10 minutes. It might be, you know, going up and down your stairs for 10 minutes. It might be jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups or squats. It can be like anything you want it to be. It's not necessarily like let's get in, you know, a workout to build up to burn a million calories. It's more of let's just get the blood flowing and get some like oxygen into the blood and get the day going on a positive note. So for me, I adjusted that a little bit because I already had the exercise piece built into my schedule and I didn't want to take my workouts from like 30 minutes to 10 minutes. So I just kept my 30 minute exercise routine as part of the miracle morning. And I did it at the very end. I did all the other things first. 
And then I would do the exercise at the very end. But I was talking with a friend of mine who started her miracle morning at the same time as me. And she always did the exercise first because then she felt much more awake and alert for the other steps. So you can do it in whatever works for you. I feel like you have to be flexible with this miracle morning practice and do it in a way that works for you or you're not going to keep doing it. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Next is reading. So reading for personal development or for something that's going to improve your life. So, you know, it can be personal development in terms of improving yourself. It might be for something related to marriage. It might be something related to parenting. The concept here is that if you sit and read for 10 minutes, hopefully you'll read around 10 pages and that will increase the amount you're reading 3,650 pages per year, which is an average of 18 books. So you're by reading 10 minutes a day or 10 pages a day, you are increasing your likelihood of reading an extra 18 books a year. If you can read an extra 18 books a year, think of how that could impact you. If we go back to that quote from John Rohn that says, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. That's huge, right? If you are improving yourself with the knowledge of 18 books a year, that's going to totally impact your relationships, your work, where you're going in life, the direction, the speed in which you get there, the speed of implementation, all sorts of things. So that's huge. And then I'm going to be sure to link to a bunch of my favorite books. So I'm going to link to some of my favorite personal development books. And then I'm going to also link to some great books on relationships and marriage. And then I'm also going to link to some great books on parenting. So those will all be over at the show notes. If you go to shamelessmom.com and look for the episode 59, I'll make sure that all those books are linked up. But my favorite personal development books that I'm putting in here, putting in Mindset, Daring Greatly, The Slight Edge, Year of Yes, and Desire Map. Oh, and You Are a Badass. So those are all really fantastic books that you could read and great ones for reading 10 minutes a day. And then for my parenting books, 
these are books that I have and I have not read them completely because you, I've talked about my philosophy on parenting books before that I buy a lot of them. And then I read whatever chapter pertains to me at the time. I don't read them from beginning to end because I don't have time for that. So my parenting books to share are all joy and no fun, the whole brain child raising an emotionally intelligent child and how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. And I think I've mentioned these books before, but those are kind of the ones that I find myself referring back to over time as Vinny develops in different stages. And then the relationship books I have to share with you, I have the five love languages. And then this one I have not read, but it was recommended in Hal Elrod's book in the Miracle Morning book. And it's by a researcher who I'm very familiar with, John Gottman. So in everything John Gottman puts out, I just get hear rave reviews on. So I know that it's definitely worth looking at. And that's the seven principles for making a marriage work. So those are two relationship books that you could look into. So I will link up to all those books over on the show notes over at shamelessmom.com if you want to find episode 59, and then you can find those over on Amazon really easily. So the reading piece, super important for that personal development piece and that idea of like, adding to your library of self-awareness and self-knowledge and growth every single day. And then that actually, I think, really feeds into the last, the final step that Hal Elrod recommends for his Miracle Morning. And that is part six is writing. And so that might be journaling. It might be just noting some your thoughts on the days, feelings on the day. It might be a total freeform thing where some days it's very structured and some days it's not. And some days it's just like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And other days it's like telling a story or talking about a memory from the day before, something that brought you joy. It might be a gratitude practice where you just write down things that you're grateful for. So that writing piece can be a lot of different things. It can be written, it can be typed, it can be in a journal, it can be on a document, you know, like a Word doc, it can be in an app in your phone. So there's all sorts of different ways to do that writing piece. But the point is just that you're doing something. So what I did when I was doing this consistently is oftentimes from the reading, I would have something, I would something would be on my mind. So I would just write about that. And I didn't put a lot of thought into like, oh my gosh, what am I going to write about today? I tried to kind of not think about that. And I tried to just kind of start writing and I did it in two different ways. I typed it for a few weeks. And then I also did like writing in a journal and where I would physically write it. And I didn't find one was better than the other. I also found that for me, because I, I do a lot of content creation in terms of, you know, content for the podcast and I do content from people at the gym. It actually helped me with content to have something like that where just to have a prompt for writing every day. And so there's a ton of different ways to get writing prompts. So if you don't know what to write about and you don't want to try to think of something every day, you can definitely just Google like journal prompts or writing prompts and you could be given a different topic every day and just something to kind of get your mind flowing or your mind going. But that writing piece was also a significant part of the Miracle Morning. So those were the six pieces. There was the silence or meditation, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and writing. And with that, I'm going to tell you how I did this and how I'm not doing it so well right now, but I'm going to get back into it. So when I did it, I did 10 minutes of meditation, three minutes of affirmations, three minutes of visualizations, 10 minutes of reading, and then five minutes of writing. So you can see that like he, Hal said, do 10 minutes of all these things. Oh, and then I did my 30 minute workout. So that took me 60 minutes total. Whereas Tao was saying, do each of these things for 10 minutes and it would take 60 minutes. What I did, I was already up exercising for 30 minutes every morning anyway. So it only meant I had to get up 30 minutes additionally earlier, which wasn't a huge deal. And I was able to get these five other things done every day. I was able to meditate, do affirmations, do visualizations, do reading, do writing 
all before I did my workout. And that felt like such a huge accomplishment before my day began. And that was huge for me. It was actually really powerful. I really enjoyed it. I found certain pieces of it were more meaningful to me than other pieces. The reading and writing was fantastic. The meditation I really enjoyed. I still struggled the entire time with the affirmations and the visualizations. So I was very consistent with this for a few months last winter and I really enjoyed it. What happened over the summer is then I started kind of breaking it up throughout my day. I found I was much less consistent when I did that. And then I started letting some things slide because chaos of the summer and we had just had all these overwhelming pieces with IVF and everything. And when that happened, when I took that month off, I had to stop exercising for a month. And what happened then after that is that I found that my morning routine was just completely thrown off. I didn't know what to do with myself in the morning. So I just like laid in bed extra time because I didn't know what to do. It was like, it was very weird and uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I did do some walking. I was able to walk. So I did get up and walk a few days a week if my husband wasn't going running but my morning routine definitely got thrown. So now what I'm doing is I'm back on my exercise game. Thank God. So I'm back to my exercise piece, but I'm going to starting next week. This is my accountability. I'm going to start getting up an additional half hour earlier. So I'm going to start getting up. I've been setting my alarm for 630. I'm going to start setting it for six so that I have that extra 30 minutes. And I'm going to use that time, the very minimum, the reading and writing piece. So I'm going to do some reading and writing every day in addition to my exercise piece. I may or may not do the meditation, the affirmations, and the visualizations right away, but my miracle morning will consist of those three pieces, reading, writing, exercise, because those were the most meaningful to me and the things that I just really like found to be the most transformational. So that's what my miracle morning will look like. It can look different for different people. There's reasons that Hal included those six pieces to his and why he thinks that's very appropriate for everyone, but something's better than nothing, right? So I'm going to do the three that are most meaningful to me and start getting up 30 minutes earlier to do that. So I think that the three rules for your miracle morning should start with these three things. So I think when it comes to moms, the three rules for a mom's miracle morning should start here. First thing, I think that your miracle morning actually starts the night before. So what are the things that you can do the night before that will make your morning run more smoothly? I know for me, I started making Vinny's lunches in the evening as I'm cleaning up from dinner. It makes all the difference in the morning. I swear it saves me a half an hour in the morning. Like, I don't know why making a lunch in the morning takes like a year, but at night it takes like three minutes. It's so fast. For some reason in the morning, I think it's like half the food is already out. So I can just pour things into his lunchbox. It's really easy. In the morning, it takes forever and it feels like very cumbersome. Also making sure that he has access to clothes that he can pick out in the morning. I also put snacks in his room before I go to bed. So when he wakes up, in the morning. This is how I ensure he'll stay in his room so I can finish my workout if he wakes up before I'm done. He has snacks in his room. He has a water bottle in his room. And I make sure that he has whatever toys he's most into. So he's like currently obsessed with Legos. So I make sure that if there's Legos that have been brought downstairs, when I go to bed at night, I bring all the Legos back into his room. I put snacks on his little nightstand. I put a water bottle on his nightstand. Like there's no reason for him to need to come out of his room except for to go to the bathroom. So that makes a much smoother morning. So prepping the night before is huge. The next thing, get up at least 15 minutes before your kids. So I don't care what your miracle morning routine is, get up 15 minutes before your kids start to wake up. So if you know your kids are going to be getting up at six or six 15, then you get up at five 45 or six, whatever, 15 minutes. Now, if you can do an hour, do an hour, but start small, like start with something just manageable 15 minutes before your kids get up. And it could be that like in that 15 minutes, you make coffee, you read from a book for five minutes, you write for five minutes, and maybe you do like five minutes of exercise. It can be little things. It doesn't have to be, maybe you do visualization, maybe over the course of a couple of weeks, you do five minutes of creating 
a vision board over the course of a week or two where every, you just do five minutes a day of like putting images on this board. So it can be anything that just is like time for you, whatever you want that time to be, but it's time for you, 15 minutes. So you are starting your day proactively rather than reactively. You are starting your day where you want to start it and you're starting it in a way that will allow you from the very beginning of your day to have a win. Like you are doing something for you that will help you feel capable and strong and in control and empowered and focused and all those things. Super important. And then the last one is to do one thing that eases anxiety and or makes you feel strong, powerful, capable, ready to own the day. So like I mentioned, in that 15 minutes, what's the one thing that you can do that will ease anxiety or make you feel ready to own your day? So like for me, the priority will always be exercise. The other things I can do that also help with that would be the reading and the writing. For you, it might be different. For you, maybe it's the meditation, the visualization, the affirmation. So if you can't do all six of those things, pick one of those things. Pick the one thing that you can do in that 15 minutes that will have the biggest impact on your day and how you will shape your day and how you will own your day. So I'm going to leave you with that. I want you to make sure to head over to shamelessmom.com and look at the show notes for episode 59 because you will get all the resources, all the books I mentioned. You can find the Miracle Morning book that Hal wrote right there. But I hope this was super helpful to you. I think that this is such a powerful way to start the day. And I just can't overstate how a morning routine has impacted my life. I've had a morning routine for a really long time now, even though it's taken on different shapes and different forms. So I want you to have a routine that is an opportunity for you to start your day on your terms, not starting your day responding to someone else's needs. So if this episode has been helpful to you, please do share this episode. You can get the link over at shamelessmom.com. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. And this episode will be posted there so you can share it from there. And then if this episode was helpful to you, please do leave us a review. You can go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review to leave us a review and let me know what you thought of the episode. If this is your first time listening, we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So please do join us again very soon for our next episode in a few days. You can subscribe on iTunes by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. You'll see the little subscribe button. It's right on the same page as the write a review button so you can subscribe and write a review at one time. Super easy, super fast. So thank you for listening today. I can't wait to talk to you again very soon. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm -hmm. 
And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking